0: Welcome back to The Build Plate. My name's Asher. I am one of two hosts here on The Build Plate, and we are so excited to have you listening to us again here on Sunday. How are you doing, Rainer?
1: Hi, I'm doing wonderful. Good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is for whoever is listening at this very moment. And we're going to have a great episode, Asher. I'm very, very excited. Yeah,
0: I'm thrilled as well. I know that we had like a really big week and you're kind of telling me you're a little bit under the the weather. So it's always been good to to connect on the pod and, you know, kind of jump into our topics. But before we jump in, I do want to let everyone know that our podcast is sponsored by you. That's right. You, the listener. Every time that you listen to our podcast. (laughs) absolutely every time that you listen to our podcast you give us a play and that is really really awesome and really appreciate it so keep up the good work I'm so glad that you enjoy our content Um, but yeah that's pretty much it that's pretty much it how's your week been Rainer
1: well you've already alluded to it my week has been uh, quite 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 horrendous I developed a toothache in the back of my mouth and I had to go to the dentist. I hate the dentist. I think everybody hates the dentist. I could be wrong on that one. I, I, I mean, you're you're in pre dental, so I'm not. I don't hate you. I just hate the idea of going to the dentist. It hurts my oh, teeth. Yeah. I I get embarrassed about it. I just I just don't like going to the dentist, man. And my tooth hurts. And all they could do is put me on antibiotics. You know.
0: Yeah. So uh, you you didn't try to get like the tooth removed or anything like that or Uh, it's
1: it's not something that needs removed it's a bacteria infection in the back of my mouth what Uh, the heck there's a there's a loose loose piece of piece of gum that's uh that got loose so some food got caught underneath it and it's just a little infection that supposedly will go away after i take my antibiotics
0: interesting interesting (laughs) <laughs> I say interesting a lot. Wow, Mr.
1: Interesting Guy is back. Hello, Mr. Interesting Guy. What is going on in your world? Let me guess. Is the weather quite interesting today? It's
0: quite interesting. So, in terms of like, can you? What kind of foods can you eat? I mean, what's what's going oh. on with this? I can eat pretty much anything. It just takes me a
1: hell of a lot longer, um, and I can only like chew on one side of my mouth. So, I mean, this is it's tough, but I'm getting through it and you know it's a good thing that i was able to get to the dentist it's a good thing that i i i have not had like severe pain to the point where i you know pass out so that those are good things i need to look on the bright side um but yeah other than that this week has been full of a lot of orders and i have a, have been able to start another project around the house i'm replacing the window trim around my windows and making sure they're all sealed with insulation, so that's very good, um, and you know, uh, three D printing has definitely taken up a lot of my time this week. Got a lot of rockets out, and I'm ready to get into who won the brain teaser. If you are,
0: ah, yeah, I sure I am. So, um, I, I didn't see a winner. Did you receive a winner?
1: No, I did not receive a wiener. Uh, <laughs> didn't get I'm one. I'm glad you didn't Sorry. receive one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We didn't see anybody respond this week, but uh, I think it's still good for those listeners who are silent but deadly. The silent but deadly community that doesn't uh, necessarily uh, want to send us an email but still knows the answer and discusses it among their peers. I think we need to give them
0: an answer. For Well, of course, of course. I'll do my due diligence. Uh, the brain teaser, brain teaser was something along the lines of, you look at a boat, it was not sunk, but there was people on it. Then you look away, and you look back, and you didn't see a single person on the boat.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember this one. This is the one about the Suez Canal. I, I swear, it's definitely the evergreen, the boat that was sunk. On the Suez Canal, the answer is, and I'm going to lock this in daily double and all. This is definitely the the evergreen, and it's because it got sunk on the Suez Canal. Am I right?
0: You're actually wrong. Um, oh, everyone, come on, man, again, yeah, yeah. you've been yeah, you've really been striking out with the brain teasers. But essentially, uh, this is because everyone on the boat was married, and there was no single people on the boat. Explain it. I'm not following. Sorry. Well, you look at the boat, and there's people on it, but it was not sunk. You look away, and you look back, and there was not a single person uh, on the boat.
1: <laughs> that one got me. I did not yeah. realize that. That one got me. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's that just must be like a, That must be like a Carnival Cruise Line or something where, you know, everybody's taking their honeymoon. The biggest honeymoon boat that we've ever seen in this world. Hey honey, what kind of cruise ship do you want to go on today? I want to go on the one where everybody is not single. I want to go on the one where everybody is taken, so that there's not a chance you're stolen from me. Oh, okay. I know just <laughs> the one. <laughs> <laughs> it is so I mean- married.
0: It is a married, the bolt only. But yeah, that's the that's the brain teaser this week. And, oh man, you know,
1: thank you so much for bringing that to to us in the community. Like I said, holy moly, man, you got me. I didn't even notice that little tiny word single in there.
0: I mean, yep. that
1: that is well played, man,
0: well played. Thank man. you. I'm so glad that I got you. And listen, we're going to have another brain teaser at the end of this episode like we do every Sunday. And if you like it and you know the answer, go ahead and email us at us at gmail.com.
1: Or... Alternatively, you can go ahead and hit us up on the Facebook, send us a personal message, and we will tell you if you're right.
0: If you are, you will win a beautiful keychain. And while you're on Facebook, go ahead and join our Facebook group, The Bill Play Podcast. It's public. Anyone can join, and we'd love to have you.
1: Yes, absolutely. Wow, we've really outplugged ourselves now. You know what I feel like? I feel like a cordless drill because I am not plugged in anymore after this point. We're going to go ahead. We're going to jump right into the content of this episode. I'm going to start things off with a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant showcase of answering the question, what the hell is infill when it comes to 3D printing? We always get asked this. What do you mean infill? By always, I mean never. I've never been asked that. but I would never I was, have asked you that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to go up to you and go, hey, man, I want to know what infill is you gotta tell me mate i've never even <laughs> thought about that
1: and the, my first answer to, be, to you would be like where the hell are you from your accent sucks man well you know, anyways that's fair. uh <laughs> you will not have to take that one rolling over but yeah i mean what is infill the classic question that has never been asked well i would like to ask you what well, i have a question close
0: your eyes Yes, Asher, what is, is the it question? similar to a refill that you get at McDonald's?
1: Um, I guess you could kind of think about that because it is filling something up. That's the only word that they have like. Uh, so, yes, I guess kind of you're putting an infill in the cup that you're filling up at McDonald's when you're putting a drink in it. But it's not solid. It's liquid. So it's providing no structural support. Anyways, let me get back. Draw the reins in. I think I answered your question. Correctly, let's just go, and I'm gonna run you through a little bit of a hypnotic, hypnotic, slow, uh, imagine if scenario here. I would like you to close your eyes and imagine a box of cube. You okay. A cube that is 3D printed, and this cube is hollow. You ask When you squeeze this cube Does it feel Weak You ask Mm. When you look at the cube Does the cube look bumpy You ask Mm. And then You get the answer I do not know What is inside the cube Because I did not make The cube and I did not design the cube. Yeah. But the cube could be any of those. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: That I absolute- feel honestly, I don't know what happened. Did you, like, turn into Mr. Hippie? Like, you've been doing so much yoga that you've turned into this. This three uh, D printing guru, mon- and you have this mantra that you start to to, to chant, and you become so close to your three D printing that you have now you have now become the infill.
1: I am not the infill, but let me get now explaining what infill is. Anyways, a cube can be hollow or it can be filled completely solid, right? Well, infill in three D printing is The material that is inside the cube that it so, so if a cube is hollow, it has no infill. If a cube has some kind of solidness to it, it has infill. Infill can be in different shapes, different geometries, and that's the beauty of 3D printing that sets it apart from a lot of other manufacturing processes. For instance, let's talk about a really great infill called cubes. Essentially, what this will do is it will. Each layer will add a cube pattern in the inside of the part that you're printing. In this case, let's stick to the cube. So you're printing a cube. It will add little tiny cube patterns by going diagonally in two different directions. So the crisscross lines will actually make cubes the whole way up, all the way up to the top. And then inside, if you would cut the cube in half and look at it, you would see a bunch of cubes shapes, empty space in the shape of cubes, all the way down through it. So infill is great because you can vary the amount that you have. You can say, I want cubes at 50%, and then it would be more larger cubes that it would make inside your cube. You could say, I want cubes at 10%, and you would have a very small amount of cubes inside your cube. So what I'm trying to say is that this is... Awesome because if you're trying to make a very strong part, you can now do it. So let's make let's say that your cube is going to be used as a stool, a little stool for your feet to sit on while you're sitting on the couch. You put your feet right up onto the stool that's a cube, and you don't want that thing to break. So you want to put strength into it, you want to put an infill in it. So I would say, okay, let's print this thing with it 88 to 95% infill so it's almost completely solid so that there's no chance that my foot goes through that cube when I put it up and use it as a stool. Uh, this is really cool if, because it also allows you to make decorational parts that have no mechanical nature really quickly if you say I don't need an infill. I'm just trying to make a really pretty thing that sits on a shelf that serves no Mm-hmm. Uh, function right? Other than to to look good, yeah, it has no mechanical or or strength function. So then, I would make the cube with no infill, and it would just look pretty, and it would sit on a shelf, and nobody would ever touch it. So it doesn't have to be strong.
0: Yeah. So the, my question is, is uh, you know you would have you have all these designs right and you can make something that's a little bit more decorative and if it's a little bit more decorative maybe you don't do infill but if it's structural right and so if it's something that you're going to use for maybe a, a a more sturdy design you would do infill but i, I want to know i want to know a little bit more about because I think that's a basic understanding that our our listeners will understand is that infill means that we are filling up a part of the design. What I think is really important I'd love to talk about is how do you know like the program to use for infill? And, and, and when do you personally use infill on some of your designs that you've done?
1: Well, I kind of answered it already. If I'm going to use something that will be uh, sold um, and will have some kind of uh, function other than just sitting on a shelf looking pretty, I will always put infill in it. Uh, but I typically always do infill between the range of 15 and 20, unless it is something that will see a high amount of stress or uh, uh, force on it. Like a tool, let's say I was making a bottle opener, I would want that to be 100% infill or close to it. A little note about infill, you never really want it to be 100%. What you want to do is go 98% because the layer lines, each one that gets put down in the infill, actually uh, create little bump, bumps that you'll end up overfilling your part. So you need oh. to remember that when you're, when you're printing.
0: That's a good call out right there. Because I feel like yeah. that if you're very, very new to 3D printing, like many of our listeners are, they might not know... That little tip. That's, it's, that is it's it's very good to know.
1: Yeah, and, I'm glad I, f- I was able to fill you in on that.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope that was a pun because I laughed really hard at it. Yeah,
1: it was definitely meant. Uh, pun was intended. Okay. Oh, good. So, yeah, I mean, infill is great. The other thing that infill really serves uh, to do is it helps to support the topmost layer, let's say you're making a cube. If you have a cube and you're trying to close it off, so print the ceiling of the cube, to have something underneath it to support it will make the quality on that top layer a lot better if you're only doing like four, three surface layers on top. Let's say you're doing four layers. You should be able to hide that bumpiness or the sag that's caused by not having any infill but it will allow you to print faster because you can have less solid layers on top if you have an infill that really helps um to to speed up the printing process sometimes if you look at it that way but having infill the last thing i'm going to say about it it does actually end up causing your print time to go up drastically if you print something with zero percent infill and let's say your wall thickness is like three layers deep, you can print a cube, I let's just say a cube, at like one hour. Then it gets like 128% longer if you add infill at 10%. So And then after that, it keeps getting longer and longer. So the moral of the story is you have to find that balance of strength and um, quality along with your time consumption, because you obviously don't want to sacrifice. If you don't need to spend four hours printing something because you want 99% or 100% infill, then you need to make sure you understand what is the minimal amount of infill I can get away with, and this part will still function in its final uh, intended use. So that's what I would have to say about infill. That's the tricky part. And what I found personally is anything between 15 and 20 is typically good unless it's high uh, high strength application, a high strength application, then in that case what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to bump it up to around 89 or e- anything above 60 at that
0: point will be fine and help you out. Interesting. Oh, I said interesting again.
1: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs>
0: interesting guy's back. Hey, how's the weather? Is it interesting? It's very interesting. <laughs> very nice. I think that was a great inform piece. And, and the main purpose of these little you know, 3D printing tidbits is just to encourage and inform our beginning 3D printers, our beginner 3D printers. Now, I really appreciate um your conciseness and that how you're able to kinda of bring it down and let us understand. Someone like me who doesn't even do 3D printing but is fascinated by it and fascinated by the world, um, is is just thrilling. And you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and put you on the spot, but I'm gonna say here, if you are listening um, to our podcast and you have just bought your 3D printer or you're trying to learn something about it, go ahead and ask the question in our our podcast email, which is thebuildplatepodcast at gmail.com and Rainer will definitely answer the question to his best abilities.
1: I would say, I would say that's great if you're embarrassed to ask a question in public, but you should never, ever, ever be embarrassed to ask questions. So what I would highly recommend even over that suggestion is joining our Facebook group. Asking it in that group because if I don't see it in time, if I don't answer it, I'm sure there's a couple people in that group who will be able to answer it right away. So get your questions out there if you have any. Or alternatively, tell me what you typically print at in terms of infill settings to get your optimal strength and time all worked out perfectly.
0: Oh, man. Love that you're getting technical there. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about the rockets that you have, um, because you seem to make more and more rockets, but the thought of rocket right now has really made me so happy this past week, especially for you as well, because you and I have encouraged uh, a lot of excitement around our favorite cryptocurrency, Dogecoin. Dogecoin! Coin,
1: Yeah, man, to the moon, much while this coin is going places,
0: baby. This coin right now is currently sitting around 29 cents, and Rainer and I had actually bought into this coin a couple of months ago, more of just as a fun thing to do, uh, and we woke up on Monday through Tuesday, and oof, we were yeah. winning.
1: We were definitely winning, and like you said, we actually mentioned it on the podcast, I believe, a couple months ago, a month ago. I forget what episode it was, but we mentioned it, and we mentioned how many shares we had. Guys, let me tell you, we're not millionaires. We're not billionaires, but I mean, this is just random free money. We're not even $100 in years, whatever. It's just a fun thing to do. Um, some people might, you know, I've never thought about it Asher, but some people actually might think this is like, uh, controversial, you know, it's like gambling, right? So yeah, I'm not not saying this is going to like change my life. I just think it's fun to play this game. So I guess maybe you could look at the stock market like it is gambling. Um, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here, but at the end of the day, who cares? This has been great. This ride has been awesome. I still have not sold one Dogecoin since I bought them at $0.07. You can look right now what they're currently at. Man, let me tell you, it's been an exciting week. A lot of up and downs. It's going up right now. It's almost passing $0.30 again, but it's just been volatile, and that's what you're always going to get when you invest in in Bitcoin. Do you agree?
0: Well, we didn't invest in Bitcoin. We invested in in Dogecoin, but...
1: Cryptocurrencies.
0: That's what I, yeah, I was going to say cryptocurrency. Yeah, you're going to be, you're going to see huge, huge, huge swings. And this is normal for cryptocurrency. So what I would say is that if you get in on the 29 cents um, right now, um, you don't have to put a lot in, put $10 in, put $15 in, but just to have it and let it sit for maybe long term, uh, because this Dogecoin has a lot of benefits that a lot of people aren't talking about. Uh, one of the big things is it's got a lot more, uh, it's got a faster transaction time. So people are, are verifying these transactions by their blockchain minds that we talked about a few episodes ago as well. And because it's so fast and it gives you a big reward for doing those, those transactions, um, um, it's it makes it exponentially uh, uh, greater in terms of how we can use this as a potential currency. And so yes, Dogecoin, which means do good, do good every day. I think. Do Damn. only good. Yeah, uh, do only something. good every day. I,
1: anyways, that's just a meme part of it. I I think uh, I'm gonna hesitate to give any advice on anything when it comes to the stock market. I'm just a rookie, as I think you are too. Basically, I don't know what really is going on with cryptocurrency. I personally think that maybe this Dogecoin is just kind of a meme and a mimic. Uh, That's just me. And don't get mad at me. I'm still being diamond hands. I'm still holding on to my coins, but I do think that maybe at some point this thing will hit some kind of ceiling and it's not going to get any more value. And one of the biggest downsides in my mind of Dogecoin, just the other side of the coin here, no pun intended, <laughs> but is that, Dogecoin right now, it doesn't have a limit. It They keep releasing coins, releasing coins, releasing coins. Whereas with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, they limit the amount of coins that are produced so that they're more valuable. But with Dogecoin, it's not like that. So that kind of scares me. I hope that they do something about it. and And hopefully that can be worked out because at this point, I don't see it getting up to $10 because if it got to $10 that would mean that it's worth more than like 3 times what the current uh wealth is in the entire world. It's just it doesn't make sense and I I watched this video that I explained it. It didn't make sense to me uh that it didn't make sense to the guy who was in the video that if it got to $10 the 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 worth of the coin would be like 3 three times the entire Dogecoin portfolio would be like three times the the currency in the world. It just doesn't make sense. So be careful, guys. Please don't take any advice from myself or Asher. We're just, you know, we're yeah. Just we're not we're out.
0: not we're not we're not professionals, <laughs> right. We just have diamond hands and we're yeah. going to the moon. <laughs> yeah, we are
1: going to the moon and you can take
0: it to
1: the moon with my rocket ship
0: all the time, which, you know you could purchase on your etsy store um so want to talk about a few things quickly
1: hey, hey 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 we're unplugged we're cordless drills this show no more plugging i mean
0: i am <laughs> sorry i had to do a quick plug in um it was a shameless plug not a cordless i, didn't, oh, I don't i don't do okay. wireless yeah um i just think you're fantastic and your work is uh speaks for itself but speaking well, of dogecoin uh, because uh, Elon Musk, are, we talk about Elon Musk all the time on our podcast. Uh, he, oh, he's a
1: fanboy. He's my oh, I'm, I'm he, fan you know, I'm a fanboy. He, he's, he's not my fanboy, but <laughs> I'm a fanboy of him for sure. And, and yeah. I just came out publicly about it. I don't want people to know that. But right now, at this moment in time, I'm a Musky fanboy. And I hate the music,
0: but I am. You're a Musk fanboy because he loves the Doge. But he. Uh, he, he actually is the CEO of SpaceX and SpaceX, uh, has just reached an agreement with NASA, uh, a 2.9 billion moon lander contract. NASA and SpaceX are going to be working together to create a moon landing system to land humans back on the moon. So this is huge for SpaceX. It's huge for the U S and and NASA. And so I wanted to share that because this is going to be an incredible technology, uh, incredible uh, just feat. Uh, we're back at it uh, on the road to Mars. Um, so really wanted to make sure I mentioned that on the podcast. That's got to be a,
1: lo- a very, very big blow to Jeff Bezos' uh, company. Uh, what is his company, Blue Origin? Because didn't they just have a really successful flight and everything? Why- yeah. I mean, NASA must be like thug life in right now. ha <laughs> Jeff Bezos, you just had a successful flight, but we're gonna pick Elon Musk.
0: You know? Wow. Well, I mean, Bezos doesn't have that. Doesn't have the completed flights, doesn't have the 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 history that SpaceX has already. So I think that was an obvious choice for NASA to go with something with a little bit more structure, um, a little bit more completed flights.
1: Okay, so Jeff Bezos can't be over there crying.
0: No. I mean, but I'm sure he is. He's probably wiping tears away with billions of dollars that he owns.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't imagine anything else, honestly.
0: And then, on the other hand, uh, jumping back into the world of space and uh, rockets, um, <laughs> this is kind of funny. Former oh, manager no. of the <laughs> the I former manager of the Department of Defense Aerospace uh, Threat Program says that UFOs are real oh, verified
1: not again or do going you think to
0: ufos the... do you think they're real
1: me do i think they're real um yeah oh man this is a very interesting question in its purest form the the, the acronym u.s no uf knows UFO, ufo means unidentified flying object right ufo this I think there are unidentified flying objects, yes. But I do not think that just because there's unidentified flying objects that they are driven by aliens. And I think that's Ah. a very big separation that we have to make when it comes to talking about UFOs. People say UFOs are real. Yeah, no crap. I would be okay with saying UFOs are real too because if I look up in the sky and I see something flying that doesn't look like an airplane, but it's some developmental project. Okay, I saw a UFO. Am I crazy? No, but I did see a UFO. It was just something I didn't recognize.
0: Very uh, – I was about ready to say very interesting, but I still said it. But I call myself. Oh, but I still said Very
1: interesting. It. How's the weather?
0: <laughs> uh, I, on the other hand, believe that UFOs are real and that aliens – exist. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Nah, I'm just joshing you. Come no, on. No,
1: no, no. I'm fine with that. Please, let's take this as level further. No no, no I, need-
0: I really I'm- am joking. Uh oh, okay, but okay. yeah, one hundred percent don't think aliens uh exist. I also agree with you that um you know, there's a lot of these basically aircraft that are not able to be identified because they are being tested. They are being worked on, and I think that now in today's age, there's probably even more UFOs with the even the advancements in, in 3D printing that we're able to create our own little drones and create bigger, bigger aircraft, and and you know people can now be inventors a lot more in the comfort of their own home in the last 50 years than they ever been able to do, especially with yeah, the access. I agree. To I agree with that both. 100%. Great so analysis. I want to say that. This guy who said that UFOs are real, he may have been more alluding to that kind of statement that we brought up, but he is a whack job. I'm just going to put oh, it out there. Yeah he, really? cause he, yeah, he said that he ran a very you know, important program uh, that basically identified UFOs, and of course it was top secret. And that he received the highest distinction in security clearance. But um he mentioned that UFOs were real, that they never men- they never really, you know, showed any type of type of threat, but he never denied that he believed aliens existed or not. So we got some we got some whack jobs out there with the tinfoil hats that are are chasing the idea of UFOs. Now here's the thing. I, I just want
1: to go out there, and I want to, before you go into this, I want to say, just because you believe in aliens, you're not a whack job. You know what? There is a lot of evidence that there could be other worlds out there that harness life, but could, there, could they harness intelligent lives uh, like humans? That is the biggest debate, I think, that we need to understand. I recently just fell down the rabbit hole of, of trying to understand the theory of time, and that was, wow, did I go down a very big Rabbit hole. Time is considered the fourth dimension. Anyways, that's just a little tidbit. We can get into that at a different talk. But what I'm saying here is that uh, you, if, if time can exist, there could be a different dimension where people are existing. And if they came into this dimension, then they would technically be aliens in our world. So that's another way aliens could exist.
0: So you're saying that humans themselves could be aliens.
1: Yes, humans could be aliens if they time traveled.
0: We could progress so far into the future that we could have people starting to come back in time. And they would technically be an alien. Right, right,
1: yeah. I mean, because they're not supposed to be there. And you know what? They would
0: need to fly an unidentified unidentified aircraft through the time. So maybe UFOs could exist. Man, you've opened a can of worms. It's,
1: it's definitely possible that this could happen way out in the future or, you know, even in the past, however you look at it. Time is a funny thing.
0: With how large the universe is, there is a discernible chance that there is another world within this universe. Not this universe, but I guess other galaxies. Well, within this universe, but in different galaxies where life could exist, and it could be intelligent life. We just don't have access to it, and we just can't see it. But I think there might be a chance of this um, existing. And yeah, but
1: that that's a question. Does it only exist if we see it?
0: Well, that's a – you know what I feel like? I feel like we just both took huge puffs of marijuana.
1: <laughs> I was pulling – I was pulling the Schroeder's cat
0: theory on you.
1: Look it up sometime. It's a very good one
0: well no i'm I think I'm aware of it a little bit um but that that's why I was like, well, wow, that makes sense. you know oh okay um however, in a more of light into more into some light fun um there was an issue in Poland um earlier this week where um a lady was so scared she saw a cat in the tree. And she was, like, calling the police, the Polish police, and she was like, come get this cat. It's stuck in the tree. We need to get this cat. And the officer showed up, and they're like, man, wow, it's looking like a cat. So they got the fire department out there. Come to find out, it was a croissant. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> a cat
1: squant. <laughs> a cat squant. A cat squat. Oh, man, that is one buttery, buttery cat.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's crazy.
1: I love croissants. You're making me hungry, man. That's a funny story. That's so out of the norm for you to give that story. Let me tell you, typically you do not give these stories. You give technical, technical, technical. Hey, SpaceX won this bid. Hey, man, there's uh, this UFO guy that says aliens could be real trying to talk about UFOs. But I'm feeling that you definitely went a little bit with a lighter route this week. I'm not mad at you. I think maybe this is just what our audience needed on our 15th episode.
0: 15 episodes. You know, we are doing great in terms of a podcast, small-time podcast, and it's really, really great to be part of something incredible. Uh, Week after week, we put out content, and week after week, our listeners love it. So, um, I wanted to finish up with something a little bit more lighthearted because I saw it while I was looking through the news this week. And I was like, wow. I mean, was this old lady's eyes? were they? I mean, she was old, so maybe her eyes weren't the best. But even the police officers thought it was something. So right. it looked I mean, like a cat.
1: I bet they're going to come out with something called a cat squat now. Just like I said, a cat squat would be such a good dessert. It would be like a croissant, but
0: look like a cat. I feel like that's a great idea for, like, a meme T-shirt.
1: The bill yeah. <laughs> plate
0: introduces the newest collection of their apparel, the Cat and Squam.
1: <laughs> I might have to draw that up. That would be funny. Um, I have one more 3D printing-related item to go over really quick here, and this is uh, very, very, very exciting. This is highly technical, kind of taking a play from your old playbook of being technical. This here is the ability to print a human body part. Can you please tell me which one you would think
0: it is? Um, I'm going to go out on the limb and say that it's an extra limb.
1: Uh, <laughs> I love it. But unfortunately, you are incorrect. We've talked about teeth before. We've talked about other parts of the body. I think maybe some blood stints or something we talked about a lot of possibilities where 3d printing can help to print things on the body but we've never talked about ears and that is the newest thing wow that people are trying to 3d print and i found this article on all3d.com and it is titled and it's really funny it's called ear and now it's hilarious and basically, this is about a new 3D printing technology that uses bioprinting. And it actually does not happen overnight. What they do is they create a scaffold and it allows cells to grow around it in the shape that they would want it. So what they have done, and they show a study of a small boy who was born with a, an ear that was kind of smushed. Um, Looking, I think the disease is called microtia, And over time, it took 30 months, but they were able to use this 3D printing, bioprinting technology to reshape his ear into looking like a perfectly standard ear uh, that you and I have. So I think this is incredible that 3D printing is now being used to create lattices in which cells can grow around and then they can take those cells and attach them to the human. And then
0: the human gets a new part. Absolutely awesome. You know what's awesome. crazy about this? That's, It's, it's, in, it's in, so intriguing. And I think that this reminds me a little bit of the movie Frankenstein a little bit. Like I agree. Yes. It kind of piecing back but I mean these people aren't dead and it's a really incredible technology but it's interesting that now in 2021 we are fabricating things and putting them back on our body and kind of almost changing our our shape a little bit and it's uh interesting <laughs>
1: is it interesting how's the ah,
0: no <laughs> oh I was I was really trying not to say interesting <laughs>
1: Oh, man, we got you again. Yeah, I, I, I would strongly encourage our listeners to take a look at this. I will post it onto our Facebook group. When you have the chance, go ahead, and take a look at it. And that's that's it. That's what I wanted to cover this week for 3D printing. We talked about infill. We talked about ears. And then you came in with an amazing tech overview and some lighthearted, funny stuff. I think we're ready for, Uh, can you tell me? What, what is it that we're ready for? Are we ready for the Brain Teaser? We are ready for the Brain Teaser. Thank you so much for reminding me. On three, please cue the Brain tease music. One, two, three. Okay, the Brain Teaser this week will be some try to hide some try to cheat but time will show we always will meet try as you might to guess my name i promise you'll know when you do claim who am i okay i will tell you I will not read this one again because it's quite long but you can go ahead look in the description of the podcast and you'll be able to see this one written out go ahead if you have any guesses you can always email us or send us a facebook message the email address is thebillplaypodcast at gmail.com that is my brain teaser for the 15th episode of the bill play anything else Asher?
0: Nope, again, I end our podcast almost every Sunday saying that we are so happy that we have listeners. Um, we appreciate you getting excited on our Facebook group. We're uh, so excited to have you if this is your first time listening. And we'll listen, uh, we'll hear you. Ah, We'll be back Sunday. Bye.
1: This podcast has been produced and edited by Asher and Rainer Brown.